What's up, party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy, and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. Do you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals? Then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to Luke the Duke London. Uh, Luke is a hip-hop freestyle dancer, a dance teacher, a creative mind with multiple outlets. That's what it says on his Instagram bio, so we're going with that. Uh, Luke is a hip-hop freestyler. Uh, we talk about his journey, how he became a dancer. We talk about, uh, is commercial dance a style? It's an interesting conversation. Uh, we talk lots of different things. I really enjoyed talking to Luke. I'd never met him before, so it was a great first date, I guess you could say. Um, Luke's recently started a podcast on Instagram. It's at theduke.ldn. Yeah, and you can find it on Apple and Spotify and YouTube. It's great. Check it out. Thanks, Luke, for coming on the show, and I hope you all enjoy. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Do that on my podcast and his. That'll help us out, and I hope you enjoy. Here is Luke the Duke London. Boom. And we're in, motherfuckers. What's up? What's up? I've got Luke... Um, am I saying this right? Luke the Duke London. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a gangster name. No, thank you. <laughs> Did you come up with it yourself? Um, the Well, Duke part is like my dad and my granddad called me that since I was like a little baby even. That was just like a family nickname. Um, so yeah, when I was thinking of kind of like names or branding, I guess I, yeah. I didn't want to go with something inauthentic. So yeah, have you? Did you use that just because of your <laughs> podcast, or is that been like your battle name? Yeah, or? that's been like my dance. But you know what? I really kind of solidified that when I started doing photography and video stuff. Okay. Because um, I wanted like some brand, and I was like, I was already kind of going by Luke or Duke when I did battles, and yeah. I was like, yeah, let me lean into this Duke thing. And yeah. Actually, the the London part was because um, I think Instagram wouldn't let me do the Duke just by itself on of course. on Insta because <laughs> it was taken. So I just like the Duke. All right, fuck it, London. Threw yeah. that on the end, and then it stuck, and I just kept that as part yeah, of the branding. Yeah, my Instagram, I was like, I want to be called Mr. Bull Change because I love a step bull change. Yeah. I mean, every choreo has got to start with a bull change. Otherwise, yeah. what's the point? Exactly. And then I was like, with my podcast, I was like, should I call it the Bull Chain Podcast? And I was like. No, that's fucking shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, fuck. I did yeah. a sad with it. So I couldn't call it anything to do with my name. But Fair. 
Yeah. I didn't want to be like the Kane show. Yeah. Because then it's all about me and you sound like a bellend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Luke the Duke London. That's dope. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, the Duke. I was like, oh, that's fresh. Thanks, all right. Man. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, bro, thanks uh, for having uh, me. We were just kind of briefly talking before the podcast, and I was like, this is the first time we've officially met. We've yeah. been in a judge's training day for UDO once, but we've never yeah. got to meet. And we were discussing, like, you've started a podcast. Yes, sir. Which, before we even start, let's just plug it. Oh, so thank you. Do it. So it's on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, Spotify, um, I think. You're on iTunes yet? I, I'm on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I don't iTunes, know if Apple that's the Podcast. same. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's by yeah. Apple in it, yeah. Because it's on the Anchor FM yeah. um, streaming thing, and then it, it puts it out for me. So, yeah. yeah, it goes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and then some other ones I haven't even heard of, but. <laughs> Sick. So yeah. go and check it out, peeps. And you predominantly speak to battle dancers, right? Um, yeah. I At mean, the moment, it has been so far. Yeah. I mean, the idea kind of wasn't for it to be strictly dance, um, but obviously the people that are around me, kind of like what we were just saying, the people that are around me, the people that are accessible, and that you know. Also, for me, it was like, what do I know the most about to start with? So yeah. I spoke to people that the subjects that we're touching on are not going to be necessarily controversial. Or my opinions aren't going to be... Like, if I say something, well, I know I can kind of back it up a bit. Yeah, but controversial is what gets people listening, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but also I didn't want to, you know, start off with talking about... Just beefing straight away. Yeah, or, or just having an opinion on something that I have no knowledge of. of yeah. um, until at least I learn how to, like, do the conversations properly and yeah. negotiate topics that I don't know anything about. So I thought, let me start where I'm strong. What, what, what made you want to start one? Um... <clears throat> I've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, why did I want to start it? I don't know, really. I think the original idea I just thought was a cool idea for there to be a dance podcast, and it uh-huh. was kind of in my head. And then I went to... What really sparked it this time was I went to a... Um, you know the clothing line, The Hundreds? Yes. So I went to a talk, because bu- the guy that runs that, I bought his book. Okay. Went to a book uh, like, release in London. <clears throat> and he was saying about the book that, like, everybody should have some sort of memoir uh-huh. of, like, some sort of record of their thoughts, opinions, stuff, like, whether it's a diary that goes under your bed, whether it's, like, a book that you write, whatever, you should have something, like, some record of you being here. And I kind of thought of the podcast as, like, my, yeah, mem- yeah. you know, it, it, God forbid something bad was to happen to me. It's like, there's something that people can look back and go, this is who he was. This is what he thought about yeah. stuff. This is what he was about. As opposed to Chinese whispers about you. Yeah. There's like documented or, shit. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not really so much to the person to write a diary or anything like that. Um, so this was kind of a thing of me just being like, oh, at least there's, you know, some record of me talking about stuff that yeah. I care about or talking to people I care about, you know? No, that's dope. But like mine was, <clears throat> I, I travel a lot. Yeah. So I drive a lot with work and I was like, after a day's teaching or a day's judging, I was like, I cannot fucking listen to music. Yeah. Anything with like a BPM, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anything with a bass, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. So I'd be like, right, what can I listen to? And I started, I heard about podcasts. I didn't really know what they were. Right. And I was like, I started from audiobooks, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what's the fuck's podcast? What's this? And I clicked on it and I just kind of saw Joe Rogan. I was like, mm. I know him from UFC and listened to his. And then I found one called Mind Pumper, which is a fitness podcast. Right. And I listened to it like religiously, bro. It was yeah. like my new, like it changed my life, like on understanding my body and health oh, and really? nutrition and relationships. Like they kind of talk about mainly like health and fitness, but yo, it blew my mind. I was like, okay, this sick. is genius. And then I listened to an audio book by a guy called, I think Dan Knightley. I'm, maybe I'm lying. Okay. Who knows? But it was like, basically it's like, 
it's kind of like uh, the subtle, <coughs> the subtle art of not giving a fuck. But oh, nice. it was, it's not that book. It's but it's similar. Yeah. It's like just like how not to give a fuck. Right. And I listened and. I just had an epiphany and he was like if you want to start a podcast you just do it don't hold back yeah. like, why are you not chasing your dreams and I was like I'm going to start a podcast Yeah, I'm going to do it because there's none on dance do you know what I mean yeah. I just started it and I was like okay this is what I'm going to do and my girlfriend was like huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're going to do a what why and I was like well I feel like I've had like at the time I had like a solid eight and a half nine years as a professional dancer and without yeah. another job I've lived enough life experience and people will respect my opinion and I have enough contacts within our industry and others where I can kind of get some dope people to speak as opposed to being a 17 year old with no yeah. experience going speak to me yeah do you know what I mean so I was like okay I'm gonna do this and yo I just want to help people now like and once you do a few and you get someone I'm sure you've had the same thing yeah. people message going oh my god that was a dope like yeah. I learned so much and just one person I was like fulfilled like, was like my job's done I need to do another one yeah. now and help two people yeah 100% bro it mean? was the same with me like there's so many uh, to be honest I didn't I don't know I just had this expectation like no one's gonna listen and I'm just doing this for me so I was kind of hyping myself up like right <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. what happens it's for you like it doesn't matter yeah, if no yeah. one listens but then not only were people like messaging me saying oh well done for doing it but they'd message me and be like oh that thing you guys were talking about about this specific thing it was really resonated with me because of this and I'd look and I'd be like that thing was at like 45 minutes so like you listened to the yeah. whole thing you didn't just skip through and listen to bits and I, I don't really post snippets or anything so it's just yeah. the whole thing um, so yeah as soon as I saw people actually like listening to it or even reacting they're like oh I love that thing that you said about this and I was like oh fuck like people are actually listening like yeah yeah and it really made me like okay yeah let's go let's do another one like, I was in base on Monday taking <coughs> class and quite a few people were like yo congrats on your podcast I've listened really? to every episode and I was like oh sick huh like <laughs> and I, like I'm on tour with the dream boys yeah so I'll finish the show and we'll do meet and greet and people will be like I love your podcast and oh I'm like, don't like people that don't know you, like audience. Yeah, like audience members. Sick. I've never met them, but they've obviously followed me via Instagram yeah. or whatever and listen. And they'll be like, I love your podcast. And they'll be like, it's weird because then they'll speak to me like they know me yeah, because yeah. they've heard me speak on the podcast. And I'm thinking, I'm nervous. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine for celebrities, like, bro, that's what I was even saying. More like, like you think like, you know them. Yeah, like you think you know someone because they hear my <laughs> opinions. They hear me yeah. chat shit. They hear my jokes. They hear yeah. me say, oh, I've done a woman's. <laughs> yeah, I heard that one tally. on Tally's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they hear such intimate shit and then they come up and talk to you about it and you're like, how do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I said it for everyone to hear. Yeah, and then you start <laughs> thinking, especially how many episodes you've done, you must be thinking, like, what else have I said? <laughs> Yo, sometimes I'm like, oh, did I say something wrong about that person? When I see him, I'm like, right. oh, yeah, there's a uh, whole oopsie. another thing yeah. to think about. So tell us about yourself, bro. Besides starting a podcast, <clears throat> yes, sir. I listened to your episode with Harry Popper. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was looking through your episodes and I, I listened to it on a drive while I was going to Cornwall. Oh, nice. And I wish I knew you were on Spotify then because I had my YouTube on <laughs> on my phone thinking if the police pull me, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like they'd be like, you're watching YouTube whilst driving. I'm like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I promise. I promise. <laughs> um, and I kind of got a bit of an insight to you via that. Oh, okay. Um, whereas Harry would tell his story and yeah. you kind of relate to it. And from what I got from that, uh, you started off very late as a dancer yeah i was about 17 18 i think 17 which is yeah. quite late right yeah, like yeah, I, definitely like i was probably 13 14 <clears throat> yeah. and i thought that was late how did you get into dance because i heard you saying and i'm gonna put this out there yeah because it's on record because you've said it <laughs> yeah go for it that you're a basketballer yeah yeah i was fuck you because you're five foot seven <laughs> bro <laughs> i yeah I was never... Because I'm five foot eight. And yeah. I know we're both short. Oh, you know what bro. I'm saying? Yeah, I was never like top level basketball. It's just yeah. what I did. I mean, my dad's American. So my oh, family, sick. like my mum's born in India. 
and kind of grew up here. Yeah, I know, right? Mind blown. Random mix. Yeah, um, yeah looking at you, you'd never no, assume. If you see a picture of me, those like, things. I, I don't look Indian. No. But, um, so my dad, like, and I lived in the States when I was a kid in New York. Oh, fresh. Yeah, so like I kind of grew up with basketball and yeah, like this Please was... say you started dancing in New York. No. Oh my I wish. God, bro. bro. No, because I came back when I was like eight or something. I bet now I was you're a like, kid. why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think to be honest, I always wonder if I had stayed in New York, what I would have done because I was into basketball from really young. So you'd I was be like, in Rock Steady Crew, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'd have just joined with Ian Eastwood last week. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd both be on there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so I was, I was playing basketball, and then to be completely honest, I was like, you know, when I was like getting to like sixteen, seventeen, I was like going to like house parties and stuff, and there was a few guys that would dance in the house parties. Obviously, they were shit. But it was like, you know, those like really crappy waves and like... Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like this. Yeah, me too. Still. Yeah, that's me, bro. But they would do like, everyone would get drunk and high and shit. And then they would just do this like, like glides and stuff. But they were crap now looking back. But all the girls used to love him. At the time. So yeah. me, I was like, and they were older than me. So they were like 19, 20 year olds. And I was like 16, 17, looking at them going, this is what, this <gasps> is what is getting the, the girls. girls. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I was like talking to my friends about that. We went... Because um, I grew up in Watford, okay. which is like northwest, just outside of London. Mm -hmm. If I say it's London, everyone's going to get pissed at me. But yeah. um, it's not far. It's on the. We've got an underground station, so for me, it counts as London. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm down. I'm from Cardiff, bro. Cool. So, <laughs> do you mean I'm a few trains? Um, <laughs> no, but technically, we're on the outskirts. But um, yeah, so I went and took a class there. I think I did one, and I was like with a friend of mine, and I because also the guys I played basketball with were super driven people so mm -hmm. they've all gone on to play professional basketball at various levels Sick. um and like high level in the uk anyway i i was never great i played county i played for east england at one point but i i didn't really go anywhere mm. after that so when i went into dance i was kind of around people that were like if you're going to do something like do it properly don't don't fuck around with these classes in watford like yeah. they were like what's the biggest studio in the in the country i was like well pineapple i guess knowing nothing i mean at the time it probably was well yeah well on paper on paper to yeah. the average person it still is it's still yeah right so that was my first i was like right let me go pineapple and see what's there so I, even though i was doing that i still was shitting myself a bit so yeah. i went and took um do you know little jay's of course yeah bro. <laughs> right subscribed on youtube <coughs> and instagram i feel Shout like a lot of people Jay. went there oh gee she used to teach more classes at pineapple than there was classes mate you know i'm saying like eight days a week eight days um, a week <laughs> <laughs> so i went and took her class because obviously it's the one that everyone starts with because it's like beginner beginner hip-hop or whatever yeah so i went there and from there a girl called ags um she i met her at that class and she told me about downstairs there's another hip-hop class that you might like and it's like these guys who are friends with theirs, blah, blah, blah. And it's, uh, do you know, like, Sim Campbell? Yes. Daniel, Gene. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. it was Ruthless at the time, their, their uh -huh. crew was called. This is a while back. This was, yeah, like, literally, like, 2007, I think. Yeah, this was within like, the space of a month. Yeah, this I went, was before I ever came to London. Oh, really? I know Ruthless kind of was, like, before me. Oh, okay, you right, I mean? right. Yeah, so that was, I did, like, maybe a couple of weeks of classes there, met Ags. She told me about the class downstairs. And then I started doing both classes, like, different days. Met Ruthless, and then after maybe, I guess a week, they asked me to do GWI with them. Sick. I think that was, I want to say 2007, but it was like Diversity with their Peridot. Like, yeah, like, I think we came Pink Mafia. I think so, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I did that with them at the beginning, 
and it was just downhill from there in a way like <laughs> i was just like in then so then i went to breaking convention i saw bird uh, gang yeah and i was like oh I'm, this is my shit now i'm like it, everything was snowballing i was and then it went from there to me taking class like six days a week i was doing like um flography and avant-garde and yeah, yeah bird sick. gang on a saturday um still now and then popping into little jays but then when i was you know when you do Tony's and stuff it's like okay I'm, I'm moving to a different or you understand <coughs> that you you start to see a difference in music and movement and yes yeah you know and I mean? it was not so much oh I'm just here to have fun now, and you now. look well and without being a dick you yeah. look at the people around you and you go I'm more relatable to these people than I am to the people in hers so yeah, maybe and this is my vibe yeah yeah and it definitely was when I started a little J's I belonged in that class but it's you know that thing as soon as you get comfortable in a class you should move yeah, yeah. to another one um so I was doing all these classes I was kind of in the choreo world um I mean, at least not so much commercially, but in the the group class world. world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, back then it wasn't. It was about dancing on <coughs> jobs, but I feel like there was quite a difference between like being in a company and being yeah. a pr commercial dancer. Like yeah. for me, it was like if you were a, maybe Sean Niles is a bad example because he was Zunation, but you were like an Anthony K kind of Sean Niles, Glenn Ballish kind of commercial dancer, or you were in Boy Blue or Bird Gang. I think so. Do you know what I mean? It That's was, what it, it was, felt like. It, was, it felt like quite yeah. a difference. And then for me, like, 2XS and Zoo Nation were kind of the crossovers. Yeah. And I always found Avant-Garde as well, where it was like, I knew that <laughs> Avant-Garde was always like a bit doing something and I didn't quite know what it was. I knew they were doing shows, doing something. I'm like, yeah. you're getting paid to dance somehow. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, you know, it's like... It's not on TV, but it's doing something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're doing cool shit, but I don't quite know what it is. Yeah. And then you had like, yeah, like 2XS and Nation yeah. who were like, oh, you are the guys who are getting doing paid the, off yeah. dance and you are the like ones. And then, yeah, exactly. Like Bird Gang, Boy Blue, all those guys were like the ones that we looked up to. And there wasn't even a... When I was starting, I didn't even feel like, oh, I want to get into Bird Gang or something because it'll get me paid. It was just like, that was... They were the, the cool people to be Yeah, around. that was the progression. Yeah. Like, when you get good, you're either in Boy, Boy Blue, Bird Gang, uh, yeah. 2XS, Flowography, Avant-Garde. Yeah. Like, they were the big... Which one was your, like, when you first... Bird. Was Bird? Bird See, it's all funny because mine was 2XS. Really? And then I met Thomas Simon. Oh, okay. Domashka. Yeah, yeah. Koss, I think his bird name was. Yeah, That's I performed that. with him, actually. Yeah. That was nice. Um, and I remember meeting him and him telling me about Bird Gang. I was like, yeah. I kind of heard of him. And then I remember watching a set being like, yo, and it was like the DJ set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, that's sick. Like, maybe I want to do that. Yeah. But I ended up in 2XS. But yeah, Bird <laughs> was like my thing from, from the... And I mean, I've told Qualey and Ivan this, so yeah. they know. But um, yeah, Bird was my shit from like... Day, when I was like in college at like 18, I was like... I was writing down on my... um. You know, like my goal sheets, like by yeah. the end of this year, I'm going to audition for Bird Gang. Yo, that's <laughs> mad. Just my literally, I had the same goal sheet and mine yeah. was to excess. Right. Yeah, that's, that's mad. Yeah. But I just, oh man, like as soon as I saw those guys that went took class and stuff, I was like, yo. Especially like that style that Bird had in uh -huh. those days of like, I don't know, that type of Yeah, it was a different movement. Yeah. It was that's crazy. fresh. Yeah. So you, you started taking their class. Yeah. I mean, I was taking, yeah, that was like part of my yeah, weekly yeah. schedule was Bird on a Saturday at Pineapple. Um, yeah, well, Saturdays used to be popping at pineapple. <laughs> yeah, Do you remember? Word. You could literally get there yeah. at 11 a.m. and you could finish at six, and yeah. you could dance every hour of the yeah, day and, sure. and take good, good classes. classes. Yeah, yeah. Like re you wouldn't even need to leave the fucking building. <laughs> yeah, You'd just change true. floors. You'd go like ground floor, next floor, ground floor, yeah. next floor. Just come six. out for air now and then, and then yeah. go back. <laughs> Miss a warm up, come back <laughs> yeah. in. Yo, it was popping. I used yeah. to come up on the mega bus, like oh, leave wow. Cardiff for like 7 a.m., take yeah. five classes, and go home like a broken human. Oh fuck! I thought the train from Watford was bad. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
Fair enough. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, yeah, so go on. Sorry I interrupted. You were um, at pineapple taking class. Yeah, no, I mean, and then I guess the whole thing, like, through all that journey, I mean, this this started from Ruthless, really. Like, Simeon and Daniel were the ones that, like, they were on me about freestyling from day one. They were always freestyling. I'd hang out with Sim at their flat, and they'd, like, teach me about freestyle and, and music. And just, they were they really, like, planted that seed of freestyle mm. and keeping that alive in me. So I was always freestyling through the whole thing. And then I just once battling started to come to my attention a bit in in london i kind of went into the more freestyle thing mm. two of my friends that i started dancing with were they were like poppers and breakers so okay sick i was kind of around it but then yeah they brought me to like some battles and stuff at throwdown um and yeah and then i got into the battle scene from there and then now i'm kind of in between i do a bit of group stuff ish like i was doing vice with yeah Quayley. yeah with Quayley. Um, and then I'll do. Did you like do the first vice? The breaking convention. Yeah. Or the blueprint. He had one at. What was it? Was it called blueprint? No. I can't remember. But like my best friend Kyle was in it. Yeah, I did it with Kyle. Oh, in, sick. in London. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Did like, he, I'm sure he did another one as well. Yeah, he's done two. I think I did both with him. I could be wrong though. I think he's done two anyway. He did the first one with like Chris Arias. Yeah. And yeah. Diana. Oh no, I didn't do. No, that was the first first one. Oh yeah, so he did that so one. So the first first one, I think Ivan. Um, hosted a show or something like that. I can't remember. I have and no idea. I just know. As far as I know, Quayley did it for Ivan's show and then Breaking Convention picked it up and then Kenji broke his leg or hurt his knee or something. Uh -huh. So I did the Breaking Convention. Kenji got better. So I got pushed to the side Chopped. for a minute. <laughs> Chopped for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So then they did like the UK tour and stuff like that. And then they yeah. kind of um, got me into like the main yeah, yeah. cast or whatever. So I did all the rest after that. Sick. Um, so I mean, I'm done now. I'm kind of I do stuff like that, and then I'll do battles. Yeah. Then I'll do. I've got like some of my own work that I'm trying to do and uh -huh. shit like that. Did you when before you got into the battle scene? Did you never feel like you wanted to approach trying to dance commercially and stuff? Did it not interest you? Um, I, I mean, to be honest, it, my like my my straight off the bat answer would be to say that I don't think it was my type of thing. But that I realized that that answer comes from a place of fear. Like when I was younger, I was scared of that. I was scared of auditioning. I was scared of the rejection. Uh -huh. And I know that that drove my choice to go the direction it did. Yeah. And quite then, well, quite <laughs> then, that was really good English game. <laughs> and then everything was quite jazz funk. This is the other thing. Because when, when I was starting, again, like the Ruthless days, for me, what a commercial dancer was, was to excess, right? Yeah. And a lot of the stuff I was seeing in 2XS, I'd like look at their class, I'd take a couple of classes and be like, yeah, this isn't really my thing. And I didn't explore anything else yeah, beyond yeah. that. That was my ignorance of just like, oh, well, this is all there is. So no, I don't want to yeah. be a commercial dancer or work as a dancer. And I now come to realize at 30, like there's way other, there's way more other avenues yeah, to get But paid. then I do feel like dance, if you wanted to be a commercial <coughs> dancer, that was kind of the style of movement you had really? to do. Like, well, it was like Paul Roberts, David Layton, you know, yeah. like it was all kind of jazzy street okay. dance. It wasn't like hip hop steps. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we didn't know, well, I didn't, I didn't know who the fuck Rich and Tone were. Yeah, or like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like LA choreographers and like before, like Kenrick wasn't really choreographing jobs no, yeah. so much then. Like, so I feel like that was kind of the way. And I yeah. just knew I wanted to get paid from dance. And to yeah. me, that was the only way to do it or right. be a teacher. And yeah. I, 
I didn't just want to be a teacher. My thing was like wanting to be like Lawan Eager and Keone and Mariel and like yeah. traveling and doing workshops. So I was like, Sick. if like, yeah, if I get my choreography good enough, I'll get flown out to all these countries. Yeah, see, know. mine was like, <laughs> I just want to be, my, honestly, so the, I used to do Udo competitions. Right, right. That's kind of how I started. And just like Harry as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I met Harry like oh, okay. youngs ago. <clears throat> and there was a judge called Glenn Ball. Okay. And I remember he'd come and he'd be like, he's just been on tour with Kylie and he's done yeah. X Factor tour. And I'd be like, oh, I want to do that. And right. everyone would be like, yeah, but you're, you're only five foot eight and you're pale and mm. you're ginger and this is not for you. And right. I was like, fucking, I'm going to show you. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it was just like, I wanted to do whatever it took to get me to that place. Sick. So I was like, two excess. I'll take the jazz, yeah. like the jazz funk classes. I'll take the feminine. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that these days, but kind of movement. Right, do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. And I was like, I'll do anything together. And then when I met John Graham, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm allowed to like football. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> right, right. There's there's manly dancers like yeah. very masculine and uh, again that's probably the wrong word now because it's 2020. Right. But you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but like that. Yeah, that. I can wear Jordans mm. and not All Saints boots. Like right. I don't need to wear. And not super having to be something jeans. that you're not. In yeah, order to book and a I could feel comfortable. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that was my way. But I agree. <clears> back then yeah. it was. And we didn't have social media to go, yeah. can I relate to this person? Do you know what I mean? Like you probably saw... Was MySpace. <laughs> yeah, and Bebo. <laughs> yeah. Pixo, do you remember that back in the good old days? No, I had, I think my, I only had MySpace, I think. Yeah. I don't think I expanded. I had MySpace and MSN Messenger was my who life. Are your, who are your top 10 friends? <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I've put them in my top 10. Yeah, that's gangster. Probably not many of them. And I'm still MSN Messenger, to. crazy. Yeah, be at school with you all day. Go home and speak to you a bit more via <laughs> yeah. message about what I'm going to speak to you about tomorrow. Definitely. Crazy. Um, yeah, so I feel like then <clears throat> it was kind of hard to see what other outlets there were yeah. in dance. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to me, you were either a company dancer. Yeah. Or you were a commercial dancer. Yeah. I couldn't see the crossover of two. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I, I. Um, my after ruthless i started a company like i say company but it was just like a group that we all did with yeah, um yeah. you know sammy jane yes me and her ran that together oh, pretty much sick. there was like there was four of us that choreographed but it was like me and sammy were doing the bulk of the choreography um and it like man she's always from i have to say with her like from day one she's what i see her doing now that's what she said she was gonna do yeah from when we were 18 yeah she's like sick. this is who i'm gonna be yeah like watch this and i kind of saw her like, last night bro She's like, she's been saying like, you know, I'm going to make it like this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And yeah. she just never looked back. So, I mean, we, we were doing that only up until a point that it was like two years or something, but it was really that moment where she was like, no, this is the shit for me. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, out of fear or whatever, but it was like, oh, this isn't really the shit for me. Uh-huh. I kind of went off the other way and then ended up in the battle scene and making considerably less money. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's really interesting. So. Uh, growing up, I was really good friends with Bebo Reckless. Okay, yeah, yeah. Leaf, yeah. obviously Welsh people. Do you know I mean, there wasn't many of us. So <laughs> yeah. when there was and we were kind of okay at something, we stuck together. Yeah. So we'd go to all these breakdance battles and Sick. I'd be like, yo, I'm like, I was, we had, we, I was in a crew called Unique Methods. It was nice. like me, him, Lee, Chuck. Yeah. Like a few it, Welsh. Carl's a B-boy as well, right? Mm, no? Yeah, oh. well, we both, back in the day, we thought we were. Okay, right, right. right. But theoretically, but he like, did a lot. A breaking stuff in. We knew breaking, but uh, we were definitely not people. Okay, right. Do you know right. what I mean? So like, Kyle wouldn't battle. 
He doesn't battle. No, no, okay, not right. at all. Like he's a musical theater head. Like uh, he's doing okay. Starlight now. Right, but he's mean? got some breaking tricks, right? Yeah, I, yeah, of okay, yeah. I, I thought so I was making I, that up. I can give you two sets, but beyond <laughs> that, like, and they're definitely choreographed. Right, like, right. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. And the same as him. We're not battlers. Okay. <laughs> so me and him were more like the dancers, and Lee was the breaker. So right. Lee would teach us breaking, and we'd go to all these battles, and Lee would be like roasting B-Boy Mouse at like 18, yeah, 17, yeah, yeah. and everyone would be like, oh my God, who's this new kid? And he was called Flips in the day. Right. And he'd roast everyone, didn't know anyone. We went from London, so everyone's yeah. like, who the fuck are these? And then we'd be like his two entourage, you know like, but we'd be respected with him because yeah. we were with him or hated. That's but funny. realistically, we were shit. Yeah, right. we'd, we'd both throw down a set each, and it was our only set. And yeah. We'd be like, yeah. But just don't give anywhere. Yeah, anywhere, and then anymore. everyone else would come back for more and be like, no, I'm not giving you more. <laughs> Secretly, like, yeah. I've got nothing. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I've got nothing else. I can give you a cute back tuck now and maybe a moonwalk. Like, Fair. so, like, the battle scene for me, I, I love the thought of it, mm. but I was just like, nah, this ain't for me. And yeah. I was just like, I, I loved watching it. Yeah. And the energy was dope, but I was like, I want to perform. And mm. although it was performing, it was very much like in your face and someone's got to be better than someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, I didn't like that. Right, yeah, Do you know sure. what I mean? I only started liking the someone's got to be better than someone when I started auditioning and yeah. being like, oh, I've got to be better than you to get the job. But also, yeah, there's money at the end of that. So uh, it's different. Yeah, <laughs> well, there is a battling sometimes, but Bro, I mean. The, the money sucks. Like <laughs> You've got to win to make Like money. local battles are like £100 if you're lucky. Yeah, like, whereas so. if I booked a job, I was okay for the month. Yeah, this is what like kind of has made me less wanting to to dedicate my life to battles these days because I realised I was doing an eight hour day for a hundred pounds if I win. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean, I'm like I wouldn't I wouldn't accept that on a job like eight yeah. hours for a hundred quid. No, you'd like go away. <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing it for, for sometimes nothing if I come second. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So when you you started your own little group with Sammy, what yeah. was the journey from there? Um, after so that was kind of. Uh, that was around the time when I was like taking classes loads. So after Ruthless, because Ruthless was kind of like their thing. Mm -hmm. And I was, I loved being in Ruthless and I loved dancing with them. And I learned like there's stuff to this day that I teach people that I got from Ruthless. But um, I kind of wanted to exercise my creative thing. And especially yeah, yeah. that what we were saying about my aim in my head was like, I want to be Lyle Benigo. I want to be Keone mm -hmm. Madrid. I want to be known for my choreography. I was like, I can't do that while I'm dancing for someone else. So yeah. For a while I was in both and I started, me and it was me, a guy called Tav, um, Sammy and this other girl called Heb. Um, we all started this group, or we were like choreographing it. And um, yeah, we did some shit. We went to we went to Vegas, funnily enough, with Lee, Chuck and uh, Gavin. Oh, sick. When they won the three on three. Yeah, sick. So we went to Vegas and did that, all that like kind of crew stuff. Um, and then... I don't know where it went from there. It just kind of like faded out kind of. It, I think it got to that point where we would have had to start making money and doing bigger things. Everyone was putting in time for free, paying for rehearsals, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, paying know? for your own space with nothing coming yeah. back. Yeah, and like for what? Like to perform for free. We're doing like eight rehearsals to perform for free. Yeah. Like, But it, we were like at the beginning holding our hope like this is going to build something. And it kind of got to that point where it could have. We did a couple of things and then it. we weren't, I guess, I was young as fuck, so... I was like 18 at this point or 19 and it was like I'm not willing to put in the time and effort to make mm. this happen like Sammy started her career was taking off and she was doing great um, and then I guess you see her getting paid <coughs> to perform and you're, yeah you know it'll be like what the fuck like and I guess I mean I'm I have no regrets about that because anything that that group did to help there's a few people in there that I've got or did good things with dance whether or not they continued afterwards but they, they had good moments uh, and Sammy's still having hers but like Anything that that group 
did to start off that journey, I'm super happy about. Like yeah. even if it fell it off, it served this purpose. It's like you know when a spaceship takes off, off and that first bit falls off that helped them get off the ground. It's yeah, like yeah. I feel like sick, <laughs> sick. our group That's was a dope analogy. It's just yeah. like yeah, we helped some people like without get this, off. it would never would have worked. Well, no, I'm not saying <laughs> yeah. that. Let's, no, let's say that. Let's use that. Well. But yeah, I mean, like, it, it kind of was like that for all of us, I think. It was for me as well. Just a little start, a bit, like, bit of experience, bit of, like, knowledge in the scene, bit of, like, making contacts. And then it was, like, cool. Now, like, be free, do your own thing. And everyone kind of went and did a lot of cool stuff, um, which is dope, yeah. So then after that, I kind of, that's when I went into the battle scene. That's yeah. when I started. I mean, I think it was later in the battle scene that I started finding, like, hip-hop theatre and do breaking yeah. convention and all that stuff. Because that's kind of the nearest thing to still having those genres of dance and those styles <coughs> that carry over like with Boy Blue shows yeah. and avant-garde and Zoom Nations as well. Zoom Nations was more a commercialized version of it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because there's a lot of commercial dancers who have those traits and those skills. But that was the kind of carryover they're going to kick us out. No. I'll be like, <laughs> I, I will not move my friend. <coughs> um, walk and talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying every shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the, what's up son? That was the nearest uh, kind of way to it. But for me, yeah. I always used to be like, Okay, I knew. I just knew I didn't want a real job. Yeah, quote unquote. Sure. Yeah. I just knew, that, and I was like, "What do I love? Dance." Yeah. Oh, you can make a living from dance, yeah. and I never really took into consideration how hard it might be. Yeah. Oh, I just knew that I wasn't not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Like, and I genuinely like everyone be like, "Okay, so what are you going to do part time?" And I'd be like, "What do you mean?" Mm. Like, I'll teach. Yeah, I'll, I'll right, still right. dance. Do you know what I mean there'll still be a thing? And when I used to see battle dancers, and like even Lee as a break dancer, I used to be like, "How are you going to make money?" Mm. Like, there's only so many shows which are going to hire just a breaker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's I mean, why I was bro, like, that's way more than are gonna hire what I do, like with hip hop and popping. Yeah. Like, even b boys are the ones in the battle scene. B boys and poppers work the most, I guess. Yeah. But it's like specialists. If, yeah, but like you know, it's even harder if you do, if you don't do tricks just, or yeah, because I guess just as a not just as a hip hop dancer, but as a hip hop dancer, you could probably get someone like me who's a really good copycat that probably doesn't really yeah, know what I'm doing 100%. and go copy that to the best you can. And to Easy. the average normal eye, it's gonna look similar. I think the thing. I mean, I don't know much about the commercial world, but like with a lot of the top styles you can get away with it. The The reason why breaking and popping are hard because it's hard to fake a hit, a good uh, hit. A hundred percent. And it's hard to fake spinning you on my, your head. I'll show you my Fresno later, bro. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll be like, yeah, you're but, right. You're but even then, it's like, it's only hard to fake a hit for poppers. For for the average audience, they probably wouldn't tell you the difference. They would you. know no different whatsoever. Exactly. So, and that's the closest thing. So poppers and b-boys is hard, but with house, whacking, hip-hop, any of the like top stars lock in, as long as you can pick up movement, you can make it look, and especially if you're really good at, at like you said, copycatting. But well, like, that's your job as a commercial yeah, dancer. You learn it's routines. Like, you look like whoever you're copying. Like, exactly. That's and your job, to copy and paste. There's, this is what I think people get wrong, is like they're like, oh, this person you know, is in that routine doing locking, but they're not a locker. And it's like, they don't have to be, because they can look exactly like that, because they've been taught the moves. They Unless you're asked to freestyle with a heavy foundation, mm-hmm. Then I'm fucked. Yeah, well, like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I could, like I just took Kelvin's locking now, <clears throat> and because I I really enjoy locking, yeah. but I I couldn't teach a locking class. I could right. blag teaching a locking class. But you could copy and, his routine and teach you what he's taught me yeah. and change the order of the steps. But I can't tell you the technique and yeah. de- the dead reasons why. But I can I can watch someone and go, they understand what's going on and they don't. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know the reasons why this stuff. I because I don't look beyond. I never really look beyond that of why the wrist roll comes to here what's the difference of it rolling back down or just coming straight back down and I would argue that you don't need to I mean like there's a whole conversation between like I guess it's a cultural conversation 
that is continual about whether so if there's a locking job mm-hmm. there's a whole it's not just movement right it's like a whole culture and there's a whole reason why those movements came to be and there's people that specialize and spend their life like working on that mm-hmm. and like helping the culture and doing something and being at the parties and you know kind of being a part of the culture so that the money that comes in for locking let's say should go to those people who are in the culture kind of thing yeah and i guess that's like an ex- um, a small version of the conversation that happens everywhere with like hip hop culture and stuff like yeah. that but i mean i I, ba- I go back and forth with my beliefs because then it's like if you if your job is to just go in and you've been cast to go in and pick up a routine you shouldn't really have to know all those things do you know what i mean as long yeah. as you can copy the as movie. long as i can do it to how it needs to be done or done at a high level yeah and like, you just you know it's all, it is all just movement at the end of the day you don't yeah. need to necessarily know the history to be able to do the movement right you just need to know how to do the movement but right that's a big conversation like you said within yeah. the hip-hop scene they're like uh respect <laughs> where it came from yeah. and know the background know the history of the yeah. styles and then that's what makes you a true b-boy or a true yeah. whatever you should know these things and i agree mm. but at the same time it's like why like, why can't it just be dance? Is is a? I, I yeah. go back and forth on both. I think well, in in the in the scope of work and, and industry and the jobs, if anything, I would put the blame, or or have the conversation, let's say, with the choreographers, and I'd be like, why do you feel the need to put locking or house or popping or whatever in your breaking? I get because it's exciting, yeah. like that's one thing. When you put locking in, or when you put house in, or when you put, let's say, whacking or voguing in your uh, job, yeah. for example, you yeah, can huh. probably specify like where yeah, yeah. these things would come up, but in, in your in your job or in your additional, my question would be to them, like, why do you feel the need to do that? Because it can easily be replaced, in, in that context, it could be replaced by any other movements and the, yeah. the audience wouldn't necessarily know the difference. If you're looking for something hype on a house track, you don't necessarily have to copycat house moves. So you as a dancer, I wouldn't have, I would I'd be like, yeah, do your thing, get paid, you know? Yeah. The choreographer making the decisions, I'd be like, why do you feel the need to do that? And then if they say, oh, because of this and this and this. Yeah, because the reason it might be, well, it was themed in the 80s or the 70s yeah. and that style of dance, you know, disco music and that's the kind of movement we did to disco. Exactly. Then. And then, like, which I get, and that for sure makes sense, especially themed things and especially if you're trying to dance on the music in the most suitable way. You Again, like if it's 80s music or whatever, you might find yourself on a song that would be suited by whacking the most or whatever yeah. it is. But then my question would be, do you not feel like a responsibility because you're getting paid using something? For example, let's say Vogue. Again, I'm not in these scenes, so forgive me if I'm saying something It's okay, wrong, it's just our opinions, yeah. it's not law. <laughs> um, before people start coming for me. But like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're using Vogue in your, and you're not a Vogue, then you're making money and you're making the company money and you're making the dancers money off a culture that was fa- and a lot of these cultures were like founded from like difficult times and like the lgbtq community like struggling and needing to find their own space you know and you're ma- taking that and making money so for me as a i guess just a human i would be like right can, is there anyone in that scene that i can give this money to like I, i'll hire the dancers from that scene yeah, or bring in that person as an assistant or something <clears throat> like yeah, that. Yeah, at least do something to contribute because you're... And it's the same thing, you know, when uh, even when you talk about rap or, like, you know, people like Macklemore or Eminem making mm. money off hip-hop culture. It's like, if you're doing... Like, you know, I was just watching Eminem's... Um, 
he did a podcast just the other day. But oh, he was really? Talk- yeah. Sick. He, well, he got interviewed on a podcast. Um, but he was talking about being a guest in hip-hop culture. And then, but the thing with Eminem is a lot of the co- things surrounding that is, like, he's also given back a lot. He brought 50 Cent to the world. You know, he, like, yeah. put a lot back into the culture and didn't just take, take, take. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I see with these things. It's like, okay, if you're going to use these dance styles on stage... Dancers, I'm like, you kind of, you know, you can always be a conscientious dancer and uh-huh. be like, hey, I object. Um, but as a choreographer and the people that ha- have the power in these situations, I think, and they're the least touchable. Because us making Facebook statuses aren't going to, no one who's making big money off tours gives is going to see. Fuck. Yeah, or gives a fuck because they're getting paid. Like, yeah. And we, like, a lot of these communities aren't. About money. Yeah, or have the power to take the money from them, you know? Yeah. It's, um, but it's as if, like, they can't copyright it. Yeah. They can't yeah. copyright this. No, and be you like, can't. Yeah that's what I kind of really like about kind of in the States they do this like so Omarion at the moment has just been rehearsing for his tour yeah. and instead of just having a choreographer mm. he's got his choreographer and then they're bringing in Pop and Pete and they're bringing it like when he was doing B2K they had Super Dave to yeah. work on the hip hop sections <clears throat> and stuff like that yeah. and like they've got some good people on that like do you know what I mean like yeah. they bring in the specialists from those things yeah. do you know what I mean and, and I, I don't think it's it's but Always I think that's also a budget thing. And like yeah, you said, it's, sure. it's a decision from the creatives going, we want this to be legit as possible and we want to be respected. Let's do it like this. As opposed to, say, for example, me getting a job and going, we're going to do four styles in this because this is what it requires. And I've blagged it because yeah. I watched a YouTube right, video. Right, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. what I've worked for Jay Ravel quite a few, yeah. few years ago on this cruise ship thing. And what I loved about what he did was, and, you know, anyone disagrees with me, <laughs> like we can debate here and yeah. discuss it we had to do a series of different <coughs> basically like styles of music of where they come from yeah. in like a different continent or whatever so one of them was like a salsa number so he went and had salsa lessons Sick. so he could understand because he couldn't afford to bring in the say the salsa teacher t- yeah, to yeah, a rehearsal yeah. so instead he went and learned as much as he could in that short amount of time that he had so then he yeah. could carry the knowledge over Sick. Yeah. so there's i think there is another way of doing it yeah a hundred like, and i d- uh, like there's, I, mean, I just talked about this recently, I can't remember with who, but like, there's grey areas mm. for sure in all of this. And, and the best we can, any of us can do, especially like coming from, I guess, I always think of my position in hip hop as like, I'm a white guy, although I'm half Indian, but like, I'm like, not part of the cultures it's that... It's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, right? It's so confusing. Bro, trust yeah. me. <laughs> from um, New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. nice. But like, for someone that isn't part of the cultures that started these... Um, styles the best we can do is try i think you uh-huh. know if you've got good intentions you you're doing your best you're trying you're, you're conscientious of these things and these people then you know that's it's not the like it's not done you're not like the best person in the world but at least you're trying you know yeah and there's always gray areas and there's always like cool like the client requested popping i'm not a popper but i need this money i need to pay rent i'm not a popper ah fuck what do i do and it's yeah. like yes you could say no, I'm not doing that job. I can't teach popping. I don't, you know, or whatever. Or you go, all right, let me consult some people, like blah, blah, blah. And there's, you know, there's gray areas. You may or may not get it wrong. But I think for me, it's like, as long as people are doing their best to yeah. like, care about other people. Because yeah. for me, that's the whole thing. This is not like an idea or like just a culture. It's, it's more about people for uh-huh. me. So it's like, I just imagine like, if I'm teaching in an audition and I was teaching house, like 
if the people that were like started house and were like you know might have been struggling or you know whatever yeah if they were sitting there watching me would i feel good about this <laughs> you yeah. know watching me blag yeah. yeah i'd be like oh this is like some shit that you lived and i'm just like blagging I'm, i might feel bad about that in my heart you know yeah and that's kind of where i try and find my moral compass because like I, I and again this is my version of like if people want to debate they can come and debate with me but like I think I know enough about popping to teach popping mm-hmm. to a certain level of course I think there's you're not going to be going to Brooke and Sean like this is how you do no but even no I wouldn't but I still think <laughs> like you I still un- think I could give them some tips yeah you understand <laughs> enough I guess yeah. it's a, well it's a valid opinion exactly that I, I think I would have a valid opinion on popping to a high level I think I could teach it to a mediocre level so, but then I'm not a popper. I'm not part of, no, I'm not like in that culture. I haven't lived it as much as some other people. Mm-hmm. So then it's a gray area. I'd be like, okay, do I feel okay about this? And if I would, and if it's someone asking me who I think could benefit from what I have to say, maybe I'll teach him mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So I think it's like, you just have to kind of check with your moral compass yeah. with all these things. And it, but it's hard when there's a lot of money staring you in the face oh, in yeah, the commercial sure. world, you know? Well, in any world, bro, we all need that pee, no matter yeah, where you're from. Yeah, that's uh, the Okay, so thing. here's one for you. So uh, we both actually commented on Tally's status the yeah. other day when she said, is commercial a style? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We both had, and uh, I read yours, and it kind of we kind of said the same yeah. thing. Uh, but I always say I class myself as a commercial dancer. Right, Because right. I've made a living for 10 years off solely yeah. doing commercial, in quotation, jobs. Yeah. You know, TV <coughs> shows, selling artists and adverts, selling yeah, a product, sure. whatever. But I'm like, I believe that a commercial dancer isn't necessarily a style. No. It just means to sell. So if you're a ballerina that's just done an advert, in that moment, you're being a commercial dancer, right? Maybe you're just using a specific forte of dance within that style. So when people hire me as a dance teacher and Mm. they go, what do you teach? I say, I I try not to give it a a name. I just go, I teach dance with my goal and intention to be in to give you the skills required mm. to be a commercial dancer, to make money on a job as if you yeah. were dancing on stage for an artist or a TV show. Yeah. But a lot of the movement is based on hip-hop foundation or jazz. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Which and I think is what the, the formula that's made what's well, that's, that's, selling. That's commercial dance, yeah. right? Essentially, it's, we've taken moments of jazz <laughs> and moments in hip-hop yeah. and put it together. Because yeah. hip-hop falling not under like the hip-hop, but like under all forms of hip-hop. Yeah. Right. Like whacking volume, whatever. I think it's just a cultural thing. Because even some of the stuff, which is there's no... Some of the... I mean, I'm trying to think of a choreographer. I'm so not up to date with, with good choreographers now. But it's like, okay. We can do old ones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old too. I mean, even it, like uh, taking it way back to something like uh, Lyle Benega's Nike mm-hmm. Boots routine, yeah. right? I watched this that is, last week. Yeah. This was like one of my first things. The seven years old, that yeah. is. Seven, no, well, nine no, years No, you know old. who I even... Um, Isabel, what's her name? Isabel, the famous uh, good-looking girl. Cap, hey, Cap something. I don't know, but uh, let's look everyone, around, everyone who is listening to this will be, go- will be shouting this at the thing. I don't know, but now I need to know because you said she's good-looking. <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Sorry, peeps, pause for the cause because it's an important everyone moment. Everyone who's listening to this is going to know exactly who I'm talking about. Except me. This one. Yeah, I don't know who she is. But oh, really? No, but she's, I want to. She's I'm joking. I'm just got engaged. She's legit. Now. Oh yeah, dope. Um, she's really good. She taught at um, what's Josh's? A saw. Um, yeah, HDI. HDI. Um, she taught there when I was taking pictures and I was watching her stuff. And it's like she's fucking dope. But she's like people like her and a lot of the choreographers like they have hip hop influence 
even if there's no hip hop, st there's nothing that in that that I can point out and go, oh, that's that's from hip hop freestyle, that's whacking, that's popping, that's lo it's, mm. there's nothing. But there's a hip hop influence to there's it. A so feel I think, to it. yeah. So I think it's even like more than the styles base. It's just there's a there's a cultural influence of hip hop on these things, and even you know, let's take, taking from the way rappers move and stuff like yeah, that yeah. is that sort of feeling from music videos and stuff. So yeah, yeah I think it is that. Because it's hard, isn't it? Because everyone's like, and I see it a lot again, kind of in the States from like, like uh, Mr. I think Mr. Wiggle said it, like why are people calling their class hip hop classes when they're not teaching hip hop? You can yeah. just call it like a commercial or you can just call it a dance class. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, I feel you. I get what you're saying, but it's hard. Like yeah. it's not hard to call it just a dance class, but then it can mean anything. Yeah, and so I how guess do you the how what's the balance of the to differentiate it? So commercial at the same time is it uh, jazz funk influence commercial exactly. choreography yeah. or is it uh, so are we talking Brian Freeman or are we talking Marty Gadelka or are we yeah. talking Rich and Tone? Yeah. Because they all fall under the category of commercial. However, they're all very different. Yeah. Whereas Brian Freeman doesn't say commercial hip hop; he would say commercial slash jazz funk. Yeah, and Rich and Tone or would say commercial slash hip hop. You're right. And we would understand the difference even though there's yeah. not a specific name to them because we understand the influences. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's where I always find interesting because I'm from neither, none of them worlds. I just like dancing. Yeah. And those are the things that I like moving like. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when people go, it has to be a specific name or something like that, I'm like, but yeah, I agree, but I don't. <laughs> I think it, yeah. I mean, I think it's tough. Like, as much as commercial, and I mean, we both said this on Tally States, but like as much as commercial isn't a style in the sense of having a foundation and a, like, oh, you know, I, I would argue that from out the, an outsider perspective that the foundations of commercial come from like jazz and classical okay. background. Because yeah. like, you know, it's like there's a lot of stuff where even when you're in a in a class, which is like someone who's teaching, regardless, you're... The way they just, it's like, oh, it's a plie in second and then we're going to pull yeah. round and a ronde jean. And it's like, you're using terms from that. Whereas if you went to a, like, maybe in a house class you would, but a lot of these styles classes, you don't get that background. So yeah. they have their own names, they have their own things. So I think in, in that sense, maybe commercial isn't a style in itself. But at the same time, it kind of is because it's like, as soon as you say commercial we both know what it means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, well, we know it means that it's probably from <coughs> someone whose intention is to dance for an artist or yeah. sell something. But then again, like what's, what's the difference? Cause then you've got Brian Freeman commercial and you've right, got Rich yeah. and Tone commercial it's quite a and, scope. They, and, and they're not the same. But then in hip hop, you've got like, I don't know how many like hip hop or is there a style, you know, more breakers or uh, hip hop and breaking, I guess. I mean, it's a breaking workshop, but you've got, you know, B-Boy Pocket. Yeah. Or you've got Menno. Yeah, for two very different things. <laughs> Do you know you've what got I mean? You've got and you've got a... Yeah, you know, so it's like, oh, uh, abstract you know... Abstract sliding. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, this is... Someone said this was a breaking workshop, and now I have to do, like, air flares and stuff. Where's yeah. my six-step? And yeah. it's like... Alien-S uh, and Chico aren't teaching the same thing at the breaking exactly. workshop. Exactly. So yeah. I feel like it's kind of like that with commercial in a way. Like, yeah, yeah it's still under the same umbrella, but, yeah, I mean... For me, it's just YouTube the teachers. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But okay, but then that's interesting. So when you say break-in, we, we break that down. Sorry, I'm using this wall like as yeah. a chart. We break <laughs> that down into categories. So we go, there's break-in, and then we go, that's footwork. Yeah. We have, like, like even when you do a competition, they judge a specific thing. Yeah. They have a blow-up 
judge yeah, or they right, have right. a power judge and they have stuff like this. Yeah. We don't actually speak to Renegade about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. he'll understand that aspect really well as well. They have different categories within that breaking genre. Yes, yeah. Whereas with commercial, we don't have categories. We just call it commercial, but then how do we differentiate? But you don't have categories to the dance style, but you have categories to the to the thing of commercial, right? Because you've got like performance technique, you've got yeah. like heels, I guess. You've got like yeah, yeah, different true. things that come under the yeah, the scope point. of and I guess you would if if I said to you, right, like I want to I want to become a commercial dancer in the next 2 years. What do I have to master to be able to book jobs? Yeah. You'd be able to give me a list. Yeah, yeah. So I guess in a way that's kind of a foundation of like you've got to know you know how to even stuff like using your face yeah. and, and not like staring at the floor like dribbling while you're, yeah. while you're doing a routine <laughs> it's like you could argue that that is kind of some sort of build some sort of foundation because you know even within it's a skill set required within yeah it. yeah for and even sure. within these styles like battle and and, and hip-hop and popping and breaking and stuff there's stuff that goes beyond just dance moves that yeah. makes up our foundation i guess yeah. so for sure, there's definitely people listening going, Kane, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. No, no, about. I, I but, think it's equally as bad. Like, it's 100%. But I'm just looking at it from the, from the other side of the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, how I, do you... I kind of agree with both sides, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't think either of us are any more right than the other. But um, I actually don't even see our, our points as opposing. Like, I think we're yeah. both kind of... Yeah, because I get asked a lot, like, oh, do you teach commercial? And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And they go, do you teach hip-hop? And I go, no, but mm. yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, that's the I'll thing. teach you a crisscross and a BK bounce and a WAP <laughs> and a yeah. Bart Simpson and a Cabbage Patch. I, I mean, teach all these things in my class, but only because they carry over skills required to execute the routine that we're going to do later. Yeah. D do you know what I mean? And I mean, uh, that's a whole going on, on a tangent, but I mean, the point we've got to now is that anybody that knows enough socials, and this is like, ugh, I could argue about this for a long time, but the point we've got to now drilling this whole thing about people teaching hip hop and not labeling their classes unless they know the history, what's that? what that has turned into now- Is knowing the moves. Is knowing, if, if you know enough social dances and you know what they're called, that's kind of it. As yeah. long as you can do them right, you can teach hip hop. And I don't think that that's all there is to teaching hip hop whatsoever. No. In fact, when I teach- Because I know most of the names and most of the moves, but I don't know the history. That's why I don't say I teach hip hop. Right, and even not knowing the history, but it's like, you could know, you pr legit, you probably know more social dances than me. You, like legit. And, and, but then for me, I would be like, and I'm not saying this no, 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 go in on. a horrible way, but like, could you beat me in a battle in no, hip hop? Probably like, not. so it's like, there's way more to hip hop than knowing the social dance. But what we've, got to is like oh well oh fucking as long as you can name all the social dances then that's yeah. fine and it's, it's like there's yeah, way more to it 100 percent. um but no i do think with commercial it's like it it is a style in a way it's not a how we label like a dance style yeah but it does give you an idea it, it's like um mumble rap in a yeah. way yeah, is yeah. mumble rap a style no but when i say that you know what i mean and yeah, you could yeah. list artists yeah, and that's we, sick you know yeah. what i mean so I'm not saying commercial is mumble rap. I'm just saying that. <laughs> You're just saying this crap. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you just dissed Yo, my 10 year there, career. There's a reason why I'm not doing it. Um, yeah. Cause I can't. <laughs> um, no, I just mean there are two things that like, as soon as you say that, or as soon as you say like backpack hip hop, like it's one type of thing. As soon as you say like commercial, it, it come, it's like pop music. I think someone wrote that on television. Yeah, yeah. When you say pop music, no, it's not a style. There's no breakdown of what makes up a pop song besides the fact that it sells. I mean, what's that? Is it um, the dude that just spent? He just bumped Justin Bieber off the top spot on the Billboard charts. Um, he's a hip hop artist. I'm going to look him up while we're talking. But like, 
this is where we need like a Jamie from Joe Rogan to be like, Jamie, pull yeah, that Yeah, I always me. think that. Well, I, I kind of had an offer this week of one that's going to do it for me. You know this guy? <laughs> no, I have no idea who he is. So a guy called Roddy Rich. Just be um, Justin Bieber, yum, I think it was Yummy. Yummy. Off the top spot. And he spent the longest time there. And he's a hip-hop artist, but... He's technically a pop artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. like... Well, it's like Taylor Swift's a country artist, I guess, and they've yeah. gone into pop. But there's no... Yeah, there's no thing to say what is and isn't pop just based on the music. It's how it, it goes. But then again, if I said, name me top 10 pop artists... I'd go Britney Spears. You'd know, we'd all Justin name the Timberlake. same people. Like, yeah, yeah. We know what pop is because yeah. of the name. So I wouldn't say Eminem, even though his song has been number one exactly. in the charts before. Yeah, but what, if you were asked to break that down, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. What, why is Katy Perry pop but Eminem isn't if they've both sold loads of records and in the same category in the same category fighting for the same top spot yeah and I mean it's you know it's tough because yeah I, I think that's my thing with commercial is like it is and isn't a style simultaneously it's like a Schrodinger style that it's yeah, like yeah, both yeah. both and neither at the same time we should definitely have this with more people at yeah. the table because like just even people who are within dance are a different element of it because I, I think it's dope I don't like there being one or another or yeah. a right or a wrong. I just like hearing people's opinions because yeah. it broadens my horizons and it makes me learn new shit and think of For things sure. in other ways. Yeah. So I think a lot of these conversations come down to like, like, I mean, I think because people on Facebook <laughs> want to win an argument more than they want to understand the topic. Correct. It comes down to I'm right and you're wrong when a lot of the time there's not just one right answer it's like there's a lot of gray areas there's a lot of conversation to be had like should this person teach hip-hop like should you teach hip-hop and blah 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 whatever and people are like no you shouldn't it's from a culture it's blah 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 and they're not considering anything besides the fact that no one else should teach hip-hop besides people that know everything blah blah and that's like you know going back to what i was saying where now we've we've set the bar so low all you have to do is fucking oh because we we drilled know your history into everyone yeah so, so now people have gone on youtube and searched hip-hop foundations and, and learned all and <laughs> they can name all the shit and yeah. so now the bar's set that's, that's me <laughs> and it's I like technically yeah. if you started a hip-hop class and taught all, all those, those socials i'm correct who's gonna who's gonna say shit because we haven't thought beyond you know um a further way of the, educating i yeah, guess or like the gray areas or like the the little nuances in uh -huh. these things and there's conversations that need to be had over every single instance to, to yeah. know, you know? But it's the same with like, if you think of like, uh, okay, so let's think of jazz yeah. or ballet and you go and do your ISTD exam. You haven't lived that life of a ballet dancer, no. but you go and get your ISTD and ballet and then you can teach ballet, but yeah. you're not a ballet dancer. You've never lived a ballet dancer, but you can teach it. So yeah. essentially it's kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I j yeah, I just think it's like with hip hop and this is... Is it not like teaching maths without ever being a mathematician? I think for the only reason why I feel like hip-hop is a bit different is because of the cultural thing of it. Where that, it's that like, what people have been through to create it and yeah. stuff like that. As and opposed are to just still kind of going through. Like, I mean, you know, Lightfeet is, is the newest big thing, but Lightfeet yeah. wasn't created you that long ago. Have you judged the UDO comp recently? Oh, oh my God. Everybody does Lightfeet, yeah. Everyone. Oh, I really want to have one of the UDO guys... Um, people on the podcast to talk about yeah that like the whole thing but you should get jesse on there yeah Je like because i remember when i first judged and everyone's doing it and i was like why is everyone like combined house and hip-hop and, <laughs> and i literally why is everyone combined house and hip-hop and made it their own version of steps yeah. and she went oh it's light feet yeah, and i was right. like and i was literally like the fuck's light feet and yeah. she said oh and she said kieran and yeah. i was like oh so i've seen kieran do this yeah doesn't look the same yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. but i mean the thing with light feet is like it 
was invented like the other day <laughs> compared yeah, yeah. to like well that's how Ian Eastwood just got into a uh, thing right uh, I don't know anything about that oh what? he just got into Rocksteady Crew oh that's so random what <laughs> so random yeah so he they've, he's just been put into Rocksteady Crew like last week okay whatever. and but I know Ian Eastwood as that YouTube dancer yeah. who's doing weird, quirky movement. And then obviously over the past six years or whatever, he's dedicated himself to like freestyle and hip hop right. and popping. And he, from what I know, yeah, I may be wrong. This isn't Bible. It's just from what I've, yeah. you know, what I've seen. He was part of the creation of Light Feet. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know how correct that I is. I haven't heard that, but it's not to say that I know everything. I'll ask Kieran about that. Um, yeah, like I don't know that, but that's what I've what? seen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he may have Via been... a guy called Kai Lin, who's from New York as well, who's dancing for Janet. And he was like, why are you teaching... Li his <laughs> Facebook status was, why are you teaching Light Feet? To if Ian. You no, it's oh, just, just in general. Just general yeah. If you're not these pe people and listed Ian. Oh, so maybe or maybe he wasn't part of... Like, maybe he was... He learned it from legit sources and ah, knows okay, yeah, yeah, rather shout, than, like, shout. started it with them. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like, that was... The creation of Light Feet was not that long ago. But it's, like, for us to, like... They're, they're still, you know, when, I mean, some of them are still working normal jobs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and they created this style that some people are living off. Yeah. And the people that created it are working normal jobs in, in the store or whatever, you know? And it's like, that's when I think that it, the hip hop conversation becomes a bit different because, and, and, you know, it goes for every style because, I mean, Vogue is a great fucking example that it's like it was made, you know, in a space where LGBTQ people needed to feel safe. And that was born from that, you know, mm. and from their culture and stuff. And then it's like, if you go and use that or if you go and use Light Feet, if you go and use, you know, even Breaking or whatever, it's like these things came from people who haven't had the best time in, in life, you know. And so they, the, if, I mean, yeah, this is a gray area, but yeah, it's yeah. like, I feel like people need to, or I think the hip hop community especially feels like, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of, I don't know what the word is, but like you need to kind of recognize that community if mm -hmm. you're making money off them, you know, in the same way that Eminem has or whatever. It's like yeah, give okay, them a, give them a shout out. Yeah, you like, know, like credit them. Yeah, credit them. You know, if you're making money off things, you know, you can't go somewhere, take the stuff, leave, and say, oh, I made this. You know, it's like when um, I guess Kim Kardashian or whoever, I can't remember. But like started having like braids and stuff, yeah. And it was like, oh, what's this new fashionable hair trend like that everybody's doing? And it's like, new. yeah, this, this is isn't new. Yeah, it's exactly. A cultural hairstyle is just new to white folk. Yeah, exactly. Like. Exactly the thing. And then so I think it's like, there's nothing wrong with appreciating a culture and being part of it and being a guest in it and being like, oh, I love, I love, I grew up on rap. Like yeah. it was the thing that like I was, I think I danced because of how much I love rap. Like I needed an outlet for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like. I know where it came from and I know, you know, how hard people had it for this thing to be born. So if ever there's something I'm doing that's making money off it, I have, and this is something I struggle with because I don't pay back enough that I should, but you have to kind of recognize that, um, that element of it. And I think this is especially at the level where, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm myself like struggling, but not, <laughs> not in such a way, but you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm just on the bare minimum in life kind of passing through, but like, people that are making big money off these things and not recognizing where they're getting their their whole product from yeah it's kind of like it, that's when i feel like it becomes a bit insulting so i think the thing the, going back to the whole thing with like hip-hop and teaching these things or whatever i think the whole point is hey we 
we were so marginalized that we had to come up with these things as yeah. an outlet. And now you've taken even that and you're making money off it yeah. and not recognizing where it came from. So, Like what they did with Iggy. Yeah. <laughs> Iggy Azalea, do you know what I mean? That's what yeah. the hip-hop community were like, who's this bitch <laughs> saying she's a rapper? Like, yeah. same set. Doing like, a fake uh, New York accent or whatever she was doing. But yeah, I, do, I, I mean, I don't think it's as deep as people want to make out. Not... N not on both sides, but I think people who are not on the, like people like us who are like mm -hmm. white guys in hip hop. <laughs> Two white guys yeah. sat in South Bank talking about hip hop culture, yeah. nice. Um, but people like, I guess on our side of things, get way more offended than I think they should by these suggestions of like, oh, you can't teach this or this and, mm. or you can't, um, you know, you're a guest in the culture and all these things. It's like, it's not that deep. It's like, just the facts are that it's not our culture and there's no one saying you can't become a rapper you can't go to a hip-hop club and do hip-hop you can't be a breaker there's no one saying you can't do it it's yeah. just yo like yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna do it like understand where it came from and if if you feel fine you know taking vogue and doing a job with it when you're not a voguer mm -hmm. like okay cool i'm not gonna stop you but you're a bit of a shitty person you know, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah. like there if there's you know people struggling and creating amazing things and you're just copying it from a distance and making money off it it's kind of like ugh. yeah for sure it's kind of for me it's quite simple like it's not such a deep conversation to be had in a debate it's just like just be nice to people that are struggling you know like <laughs> yeah, <I feel> you. <laughs> or have created something amazing um yeah i agree speaking of cultures and hip-hop uh i saw recently that you designed a shoe oh, like yeah. you designed the trainer yeah like so there's more to you than dance in a podcast yeah. like i saw that you like you do photography yeah you do videography yeah. right you do you've designed this shoe like tell us a bit more about what you do because it kind of fascinates me and that's why i said about culture because yeah. all these things are kind of falling under i guess a new hip-hop culture yeah yeah do you know what i mean like designing a shoe is kind of a <laughs> yeah well the, i mean the shoe thing i think it sounds better than it was just a just to put that out there, like I mean, I um, sell it, man. Don't <laughs> dumb it down, big it up. That's not, how, that's not how Iggy got where she is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's why I'm We're so. We're never tired. working for Iggy. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> no, it was um, that was just a company that were working with Adidas, and they wanted they had 25 artists to customize a shoe each, and all of them were like graffiti artists or sculptors. They did some amazing things. Is that the Adidas store? No, I think it's finished now. It was at the Adidas store in London in uh, Oxford Street. And, um, yeah, they had 25 artists who did these things and they wanted something a bit different. I was in contact with them because I took some pictures at one of their other events mm -hmm. and I, just for fun. And I sent it to them and we started a conversation about what I was doing and stuff. So then when that came around, he had me in his mind and he said, oh, like, do you want to do a like dance video with these shoes as like your version of customizing them? Oh, sick. Um, so he... I worked with their videographer and made the dance video and it was actually my idea to write on the shoes as well because I was like, I don't want to just... Everyone had like a blank pair of white Adidas superstars and it's part of their, their push yeah, yeah. for the superstars at the moment. They keep um, revamping that superstar, in it? Yeah, I just had deja vu. Super weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then he just said, yeah, do the um, dance video. And I was like, well, can I write on them as well? And he was like, yeah, do whatever you want with them. Like, oh. there's your customization. So the dance video was just my suggestion. So I was like, oh, cool. So I just, like, wrote on them at the bottom and, like, did a little... Yeah, nothing crazy. I'm yeah, not such a designer. But yeah, yeah, it was a really cool project, actually. Um, and then, yeah, they displayed it. Like, the actual shoes are at the store alongside the, like, iPad and the headphones to watch to the video watch the and video. stuff. So that was pretty cool, yeah. That's super dope. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, besides that, I do photography and videography. 
I'm definitely probably a bit of a better photographer than I'm a videographer. Mm-hmm. I think I have the creativity in both, but just skill set wise and equipment, I'm yeah. My photography game is. A what kind of stuff are you trying to photograph and video? Honestly, I want to get into fashion photography. That Sick. would be my like dream thing, and not, not like, I mean maybe runway stuff, but like I want to do like lookbooks for like Stussy or you know like yeah. like. Do you, do you know Ryan Chappelle? I know Ryan, the name. Ryan Chappell, I guess. I've probably bougie it up and get Ryan Chappell because <laughs> he taught house. He's not French, he's Australian. Ryan Chappell, he's teach house at Pineapple. Yeah, I know the name. So I don't think know, I've met he's him. He's like, oh, he's a dope guy. Like, you should yeah. reach out to him if, like, because he's big. He's gone from dance world to fashion. Is he? So now he's like, he, I believe he does, like, a lot of fashion work and, like, oh. runway stuff. What, with dance, though? Well, that's how he started off as a dancer and a choreographer. Right. And then now he's completely stopped dancing and gone into the fashion world. Mad. So oh. you, do you know I mean, like you've yeah. got a connection because you both like have the same interests. So no, even him, man. you could just be like, yo, if you ever need someone to come take some yes, photos of your shit that definitely. you put together, yeah. hit me up. Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely will now you've said that. That's, that's a good tip. Um, but yeah, it, I think... Because he's really into... Uh, sorry to cut you off. He's no, really no. into like house and voguing and whacking right. and stuff like that. Because he used to teach that. I do remember him having a class of pineapple. I just don't think we ever... Really tall guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was that was what I would love to get into with everything, to be honest. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm very conscious of my outfit when I'm saying this. But like, I've kind of fallen in love with fashion in the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> it's a stussy jacket, bro. You look fresh. Yeah, yeah, the, the jacket, yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm like... I'm really into this stuff and like, in, especially like the whole streetwear stuff. I've been reading books on like streetwear and the whole journey with that. And I really want to, I find a lot of crossovers with fashion and the way I do art, let's say, like with photography and video and, and dance even, like the way that fashion designers approach a project or the way that the whole industry expresses things yeah. is how I like to express art. And I really found something in that, but I ha- it's one of those things I haven't, dived into yet or i haven't found an in yet yeah um but that's what i'm gearing towards so let's see if we yeah l- we'll look listen back on do this you, in five do years you know sam fleet yeah i just saw him oh really I literally just saw him on the way here that's well, so that's, weird that's crazy so you know if you're trying to get into shooting it he's yeah. trying to get into doing it oh sick. so he's like at the moment looking for well he put on the line the other week any photographers want to collab uh, and shoot me wearing like street does yeah. like putting together his own street wear outfits Mate, you're giving me stuff. all the hookups today yo bro that's what i'm here for <laughs> you're saying. Sick. yo i'm all about sharing yeah. i'm all about helping folk Killing and vice it. versa yeah what about videography do you ever like especially at the moment i know Filming dance, if you can yeah. do it, you can make good money now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember Team Millie Productions in LA when he first started before he was Team yeah. Millie Productions, and now he's got his own fucking dance studio off it. Yeah, bro, like, but Especially also the thing with dance is that there's some good, good people. So it's hot. It's yeah, but here, who is there? There's, like, Josh, so 19. Well, I mean, yeah, he's the king. Yeah, um, the king. <laughs> he's the then king. you've got Bly. Yeah. And then now, um, obviously. Adventure, um, Toby. He does a lot. Well, he did more in the, like battle scene um he's a good guy um but i don't know how like how like, much he's trying to like take over and make the industry you know yeah this guy i don't know if you ever met him uh, never in my yeah. life shout out to adventure he's a dope guy and then um, you've got uh um venus's fella oh yes Cesar. Cesar, yeah and um what's um he's, there you go he's also from new york oh Get yeah down. i mean <laughs> oh, he's like a real new he's yorker, a real new yorker. I, I left when i was eight yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and um what's um Melly, uh, Melly Crisp, I think. I don't know. Another uh, shout out if she's for. I, I, oh I don't yeah, Mel, really, Melissa. Yeah, yeah Melissa. Yeah, so go. she does it with Jaron, right? Uh, I don't Jaren know. Johnson. I just know her stuff. I believe they do. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I don't really know her too well, but her work is dope. Yeah, so there's quite a few, but I just definitely think, like, especially because you understand movement. Yeah. Like, when I always think of, like, people who shoot, like, music videos and shit, and yeah. they have dancers, I'm like, you did not capture that movement no. well yeah, at yeah. all. Like, even when I watch it on a TV show, like, if you watch Britain's Got Talent yeah. and you see how they shoot the dance portion of something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, it sucks. What? <laughs> like, you can tell you're used to shooting, like, just a singer or an yeah. actor or a presenter. Like, you're not used to capturing movement because, yeah, like, sure. even your cuts don't make sense. Like, yeah. you're not cutting on a beat. Like, if you cut on the <laughs> yeah. bass or on a snare in the yeah. music, it's going to amplify that so it looks better somewhere else. Yeah, you know, just yeah. little shit For sure. which they don't really understand or take into consideration. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. I watched a music video the other day, and it's a dope video, but, like, the dance was looks like it's shot in slow-mo and then it doesn't match the music and right. I'm like normal people wouldn't get this but this is killing me because it's offbeat right 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 you know what I mean just shit like that I I'm think like, with those with the music videos like you have to go one of two ways like you have to really know dance well like um, a couple of Tinashe videos are really well shot yeah, I yeah. think for dance and I mean she has a whole team that she, she's in the dance side of things yeah. but then also you can like go way the other way and which I think you have to do one of the two is like if you're gonna do a music video with dancing you and you don't know dance you can shoot it so fucking weird yeah. and different that it becomes like it's art artistic in itself do you yeah know what yeah I mean? like, for sure because like I know T Millie now he started <coughs> shooting like music videos and oh, TV sick. campaigns and stuff and adverts and he does it so well and gets such a good job of capturing movement yeah. and now he's asked to direct them but it's because he started as a dancer yeah do you know what I mean and he like, knows the so he understands yeah. movement quite for well. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think I, I like I get that a lot with um, video, but also with pictures as well. Because yeah. it's hard to, especially if you know styles or you know dancers, you can time shots to yeah, not yeah. to get the best shot. You know, like there's a lot of dance photographers who will take pictures, and I'm like, it's this which kills me. So they'd be like, can you just dance for me? And then all you hear is, <laughs> and I'm like that. Are you, in um, are you in sport mode and you've just took 44 pictures yeah. and now my face is like um, this. On burst mode, yeah. Like, But I think it's also like, even in, in events or on stage and stuff, it's like, you see someone, you're like, oh, you didn't take that. Just like wait a second longer and they would have done something cool. Like you catch them at the end of their freeze, yeah. at the highest yeah, finishing exactly. point because you would understand when it is. Yeah. Or like in a back tuck, you know it's coming. You don't take it as they're taking off. Yeah. You take it as they're at high. Exactly. Or like and I think this is why I dance. Like, I think Little Shao, you know him? He's, no. a, he's like... Probably the best dance photographer, like he's the fucking king, especially in the battle world. But um, he does sport photography as well. And I think he started off as a b-boy, but like I think if you know sports or you know dance, you know movement, you you understand physics. So you yeah. understand, oh, if someone's bent their legs and dropped their hands, they're, they're going gonna, up next. Exactly, they're going up. So and you if they're lift. up, you don't want to catch them because you're going to catch them coming down. Exactly. Fucking ugly plie at the end of it. Exactly. So you know, okay. Physics is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when do I like capture this? Or oh, because of his trajectory, he's going to land there. So let me move my camera forward a bit and as catch him as he lands. Catching and his ass in the shot or yeah. something. And I yeah. think that's the same with, with video as well or whatever. You know? uh, what's your goal? Like, what's your like weird? Like, what are you aiming for? Because I feel like you do you you do a lot. You're yeah, a man of I try to. All, all trades. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking yeah, fantastic. Oh, what what is your ideology? Final um, point of being like this is me and this is what I make a living from. <laughs> That is a good question. At the moment, I'm kind of aiming to like, to just like it, to keep everything going. Like, I don't know if you ever played this game. It's only like Sky Sky Teletext games. You know where the plates are spinning. Yeah. And you have to keep. Like, it was keep like a game where you have to, yeah, and yeah. one it starts to fall. I swear I used to play it at my nan's place on yeah. on Sky Remote. Yeah. That's what I feel like my life is. And like all these plates are spinning, and one starts to falter, and I go and I spin that one. And so I guess my thing is like. Each of those have their own trajectory. Yeah. And I feel like I want to stop 
just catching them before they fall and start to like elevate you yeah, know what yeah, i mean it's yeah. like now i'm just kind of keeping everything above water uh -huh. so now my my goal now is like right let me not just be okay and keep everything moving let me like kill it in multiple disciplines rather than just do multiple disciplines you yeah, know what i mean sure. and i think yeah the, the fashion thing and this is like a kind of reoccurring theme through like my video my photo and my dance of like stuff that i want to do i want to work i like i'm i'm working on a piece at the moment which i want to like collaborate with a fashion designer on and uh-huh I would love to choreograph fashion shows and stuff like that, but I'd also love to shoot fashion shows or shoot lookbooks for like streetwear brands. So yeah. I kind of want to work in that world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my thing is like, I don't necessarily see them as separate things. Um, that's why it doesn't stress me doing all different things because it, it, I don't see it as like, oh, today I'm a photographer, tomorrow I'm a dancer. What have, have I got all my photography? I'm just like, this is all me as an artist. And it's yeah. like, what do I need to do my job today? And it could be multiple of those things. It could be the same thing, but it's like, I guess putting on an outfit to go to rehearsal. It's like, do I have my costume for today? Do I have my training shoot? With, like, oh, I'm dancing outdoors today, so I'm bringing those trainers. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. Like, oh, yeah. I'm doing this, so I'm taking my camera. I'm doing this, so I'm taking my dance shoes or whatever. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just to get fucking good and, and, you know, I'd love to make money off it, but also just, like, get to a point where I feel like I'm not own. Oh, let's say this. Get to a point where I'm balancing expressing myself as fully as I possibly can and being like, yes, this is the shit that's in my head and it's out in the world now. I can look back at my videos and my pictures and my dance and be like, that was what was in my fucking head because that yeah. doesn't happen all the time. That tells now. the story that I needed it to tell. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I wanted to express to that song, for that brand, for that whatever it is. That's, that's that. But also making that money back. Because yeah, now I feel like I can do that. And there's been a few projects where I've been like, that was the shit that was in my head and I put it out, but uh -huh. put it out for what? For a fucking YouTube video. And, yeah, and yeah. they got 27 likes and, and yeah. that's it. Like, don't, don't look at the likes, bro. <laughs> that doesn't justify you. Yeah. There's garbage out there with more likes than you can ever imagine. Yeah, but as for I sure. said, it's fucking garbage. For sure. But <laughs> it's that, for me, it's that balance of like, yeah. I don't underestimate that it's a skill to also be able to sell yourself. Of course, a hundred percent. It's essential. That's a different skill because yeah. people sell shit. Oh yeah, and they for sell sure. it very well. Uh, but this is my thing. I've always thought, right, there's a lot of shit people making a lot of money out there, right? And That's doing everything. Yeah, and doing well on social media and blah, blah. And I'm like, they they have a handicap. They're shit. I don't think I'm shit. I think I'm dope. So, yeah. like, why am I? I have no excuse not to be making money or to be yeah. doing well because if people, and, and this is where I think people, like, they separate themselves and they're like, oh, I'm dope, so I don't need to sell myself. But I'm like, yeah, but imagine if you're dope and you do sell yourself. Like, yeah. you, you disguise the limit kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of my thing is like, I want to take all the lessons from all these like fucking Iggy Azalea mumble rappers, yeah, fucking yeah. shit dancers that are blowing up on YouTube. I want to take all that and add it to an actually good skill set. Yeah. And I, both sides of those require work, you know? But that's kind of, I guess, my goal is to do that and then be able to like, not only be expressing myself, but, you know, yeah, it's it, hard, making it? money. For me, I really struggle to like, I remember when I wanted to, when I wanted to be a dancer and I was like, I'm going to make a living from this. I, I said it the other day on a podcast with Jonathan Bishop. I was like, that's all I dreamt about. That right. was I, I woke up thinking about it. I spent all day doing something. Yeah. And, and that was my only goal. And now I still do that for a living. And it's Sick. still what I do. Although I don't have the same desire for it because I've achieved that goal. Right. Now my desire is like, okay, I want this podcast to pop. Yeah. But because I still have that other bit in my life, yeah. I can't fully invest in this. Right. Like as in the same amount as I did. Yeah. And then it's like, but I can't pull away from this because mm. that's what's paying for this can't right. pull away from dance because that's what's funding this so you kind of have that go back to the like 
catch 22 that people that work nine to fives do because they're uh -huh. working a nine to five and they want to be a dancer uh -huh. but if they stop like, working the nine to five they can't afford to dance like i was speaking <laughs> to uh jesse o'reilly the other day. Yeah. i hope she doesn't get mad at me for saying <laughs> this um and we were talking about like you know dance and i was like you know yeah. this is all all i've done i've had like three real jobs and i couldn't say i've done any of them for more than three shifts That's and she sick. was like i work a nine to five and i was yeah. like and I, and I went why yeah and she was like because that's all i needed to make money i went but why like you're fucking dope like yeah. why aren't you wh wh why like how how are you selling yourself as a teacher and she's like we're talking and i was like yo you need to get yourself out there like yeah. you need to spend more time selling yourself than working eventually yeah. it will catch up because you you like we were saying she's dope enough where she can 100%. go and yeah. do that and she, so many people are yeah she doesn't need to be doing that but it's taking that leap of faith yeah to go do you know what i'm gonna just do three days a week yeah. of that do you want to know something mad i haven't i started freelancing a year and a half ago really i've been dancing for 12 years and doing photography for four and a half or so and i i was working full-time until a year and a half ago um, my last three years of working before that I was doing random jobs but my uh -huh. last three years I was doing um, I was working in a school with kids that had autism that's fucking dope which I loved it I loved that job and that and Jack McKenzie's doing that now oh is he that's Sick. what I've he, uh, heard, I don't know if it's true yeah. again <laughs> he heard a Chinese whisper the other day yeah. and I was like yo that's dope it is I, really cool I want to speak to Jack because yeah, I was like yeah. yo like he had a career in dance you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah and yeah I mean uh, that's for me that was something that was quite easy because my mum's done that since I was a kid uh -huh. and now she's like a uh, deputy I bet that's so fulfilling man it was amazing and tiring was, but fulfilling um you know what? It's f I always laugh at this because, like, I feel like it's not tiring for me because I understand autism so well. In, not in the sense of like I know so much about it, but it makes so much sense to me. Yeah, it's like sense. A lot of it is sensory. Um, being overwhelmed by sensory things, uh -huh. and I, I'm like, yeah, me too, kid. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He's crying because it's too hot in here. Yeah, I'm me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's hungry and he's not crying. Yeah. Me too. You like, can't see me crying, but I feel the <laughs> yeah, same way. I want to cry like I'm you are. I just have more control. Right yeah, now. exactly. So I'm, uh, I'm always like, kind of on their side. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking hungry too. I only bro. say tiring because I've got two little cousins who right. have autism. Oh, really? Yeah, they're twins. Yeah. Um, and they're seven. Yeah, and yeah. they're at different levels, but neither of them at the level of a seven-year-old. Right, like right. one of them doesn't speak at all. <laughs> this is what spell, I'm working with. But even like three hours at my uncle's house and trying to communicate with two of them and play yeah. with two of them, I am fucking but pooped. Also, what I was doing, the whole job was set up around making my life easy and the kids' life easy. So yeah, yeah. everything was like I had, I knew where to go. I had, I had resources. I had, so it wasn't so tiring because I had a whole system behind me it's different when you're out in the world yeah, yeah. you know i'm for sure if i took the kids to thought park i would have you know, <laughs> no bro mine's stressed. just in the house though oh, right. yeah. trying to decide what netflix program we're watching yeah like, i can imagine <laughs> that being stressful when it's not like a structured time but anyway so my point was sorry, sorry my my point was like i only went freelance a year and a half ago and that was fucking tough because i legit told myself for te almost like let's say eight years that I didn't want to be freelance, right? I had never done it, but I was like, if people would ask me, oh, why don't you dance? You know, like family, like, oh, well, you're not dancing full time. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I don't really like the, you know, freelance life. I want to have a stable paycheck mm -hmm. and I like the stability. Just, I would talk shit, but I didn't think it was shit for eight years. I thought that was the truth. And like loads of stuff happened that kind of led to the decision. But I was like, oh fuck, I, I want to do this stuff full time, you know? And yeah. I'm like, is it too late? I'm 28 or 29, however old I was. Um, is it too late to do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, and, you know, it was just making that decision gave me so much anxiety. Like, Jenny will tell you, like, I was stressed for, like, a period of, like, three months after I made the decision and told the school I was leaving because I was, like, 
shitting myself. I was like, every day I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not that good of a dancer to make it. Like, what what's going on? And then the transition itself was tough because I had a finishing date at school. So it wasn't like I can go part-time. I just said I'm leaving after the summer. Yeah. Um. So then that transition was scary as hell. Like, I'm waking up tomorrow. I haven't got a job. I haven't got a job. What do you mean I haven't got a job? Where's my money coming from? Like, <laughs> and then, you know, even now it's been a year that I was freelance and I survived. I paid rent. I ate. <laughs> like, mm. I'm, I haven't starved to death. But I'm still having trouble now where I'm not understanding the balance and, and I'm taking too much time off. Or I'm taking not enough time off. I'm working too hard or, you know, mm -hmm. and... I, that's a constant battle. I've yeah, been doing well, it for yeah. 12 years and I'm still... Okay, that's, that's uh, very that, comforting. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't think that changes. Yeah. Like, m my girlfriend, we didn't have an argument, but she was like, when's your next day off? And I was like, a month. Oh, yeah, I did and this to Jenny. And she's like, what? Yeah. She's like, I haven't seen you for three weeks. Like, and you've yeah. still got another month of seven <laughs> days a week. And I'm like, uh-huh. She's like, why? And I'm like, because after that, I might not have anything. Yeah, right, right. So you like kind of feel that pressure. Like I'm like, if if there's things coming in, I'm going to say yes, because yeah. what if there's a gap where there's no? Like, yeah, you need to have it prepared. I don't think that changes. Yeah, but I mean, all that to say, like, I get why not a, as many people do it, because it's 100%. it's tough, man. And it's, you know, the thing for me wasn't even that I was scared to do it. It's that I didn't, I was so scared, I didn't know I was scared. Yeah. I thought it was what I wanted is to have a job. And when I realized, like, my whole world came crashing down almost, and I was like, who am I? Like, I really, honestly, I had yeah, like... Yeah, because I think maybe if someone said to you, uh, you can do whatever you want yeah, right now yeah. and you'll you'll live off it. Yeah. You wouldn't have chose what you no, were doing. No, fuck no. And, and that was the thing as well, is like when I realised, like that last year, I, especially doing the job I was doing, I had to leave because I was like, my heart isn't in this and this isn't fucking working in retail. I'm working with some kid's life. This is a six-year-old who's who needs me and if my heart isn't here, I've got to leave. You know, yeah, so in a way that, that carries over to their life. Yeah, I was like, this isn't fair. I can't show up to work and, and not give a fuck about this kid. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I loved him and he was a great kid and I loved working with him. There was one kid for the whole year. But I was like, even if I'm, I care about him, my heart's not in this. I'm never, I was at work thinking about rehearsal, thinking about photography, thinking about, I was never at a photography job thinking about work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, that's not right for this yeah. kid, you know? But, um, no, like, I definitely get why people could not, I'm not saying this is the case with Jesse, just because we were talking about yeah. it, but I think with anyone that's, like, working a nine-to-five and stuff, it's like, they may not even know that it's what they really want. They may have, like, convinced themselves that it's not something they yeah, want. Yeah, or it's or, not possible. Yeah, or that them. it's not possible. That's yeah. the biggest thing, is that people think, like, and this is what I always um, take faith in. Like the the sh I like seeing shit people succeed. I love it. <laughs> and you know, like on YouTube and on all these like people that we we're talking about, even like these these like you know shitty rappers or whoever they are. I love that because I'm like, if that gives me so it. much faith. Like so much hope. Yeah, because like I'm actually decent at something. And, and a lot of these people who are worried, I'm like, but you're better than fucking. I'm trying to think of someone who I can cuss, but. You know, like, you're better than this Eric. person. Who's I don't oh, know, just yeah. generic Eric. Generic Eric. Let's go with Killer that. name. <laughs> generic Eric on YouTube with 50 million views for his fucking shit popping solo. Like, you're better than him. So all you have to... Everything else is not, let's say, God-given talent. Do you know what I mean? Everything yeah. else is research. Everything else is understanding algorithms. Everything else is understanding marketing, marketing understanding business, yeah. being prepared. Like, that's the stuff I'm shit at. But that's the thing yeah. that I love is that anyone can do that. You don't need to be good at dance or good at an art form or creative to do those things. You can get those from textbooks. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that gives me so much hope because I'm like, oh, fuck, the hard part is done. I was yeah, like, yeah. I work to get good and I have a creative identity and I have stuff that I feel like I can offer. And that's the hard part. The easy part is just learning shit and yeah, knowing yeah. how to get big. And then 
that's you know I can just go sit in the fucking library or on YouTube or something and, and learn library that. well yeah library it's 2020 son <laughs> the online sit on library. your phone <laughs> <laughs> true yeah. I can go Costa and have a coffee and learn about rinse, marketing rinse their Wi-Fi well, yeah uh, yeah man fucking amen I I do think for me uh, I was always like told that like I said earlier you've not got the right look really and I was like no, was that no. you mean like at home or like more uh, from the owner of UDO Simon really? I used to I've known him since I was about 14 yeah yeah and he used to be to me like you're a really good teacher like oh, you wow. could make a lot of money teaching yeah. why don't you come under he owns schools Fahrenheit why don't you have one of the franchises then you work mm. for UDO da -da, and I was like I want to be performing it's like yeah but I know, but it's going to be hard because you don't look like Glen Ball. Like, da, da, da. like and he, w he wasn't coming from a malicious no, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just coming from what he understands and what he knew. That's like, a tough thing to do. Do you know what I mean? Kid. And I was just like, no. But that's dope from you that you and were I was, like, But no, even I'm my teacher it. at college, like Void, she was like, she was a fucking drill sergeant. So <laughs> yeah. I went to college in Swindon. Right, right. And she would be like, at Town Hall. Oh, where cool. you're going yeah, to yeah, teach. Yeah. That was my college once upon a time. Um, but it was a different company. It wasn't Swindon Dance. Right. It was called Liberatus. Okay. But she used to be like, you love dance more than anyone in the room, but you're not going to be the dancer. Right. Like, you love it, but you... you that must feel fucking good. Like, that technically, like, your body doesn't... Even if you technically got good, your body doesn't work like a dancer should. Like, you don't Mad. have straight legs. You don't have pointy feet. Do you have like, any videos from when... From back then, then yeah, yeah bro, I want to see. Fucking awful. I'll show you some after. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to. Because oh, I'm thinking, I'm like, how could? And like, I was just like, N I'm not taking no. Yeah, like, that's dope. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then I remember uh, Glenn Ball rang me and he was like, "Are you available for a job?" For same difference, and it was meant to be me, Cisco, like Fiona Florziak and Jeanette Gonzalez, and then yeah. it ended up being me, Pete Styles, okay, Pete Francis, you right? Yeah, know. yeah, no, yeah. Us four, and I was like. I'm 18 and I'm going with 28 year olds who've been Sick. doing this forever. And I was like, that was my, I rung her and I was like, yo, uh, hey, I just want to check that. It's okay that I have uh, five weeks off college because I've booked the job. <laughs> and she was like, uh, she went, is this you asking me? And I, went, and I went, this is me being polite, doing the right thing, but I'm going either way. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what Bye. I mean? And that was my stepping stone into like, Sick. I can do this. Like, yeah. this, is, this is a possible thing that's, to do. Yeah, that's dope. But I feel like I used everyone's like, no you can't you know it's probably not for you as fuel yeah right, like right, and right. i feel like some people um a lot of people would take that as yeah you're probably right yeah i mean i think yeah it's, it's definitely different because it's like for you that was a driver mm. for someone else that would have been a reason to give up yeah funnily enough like i never had anyone tell me i couldn't do shit i actually had the opposite everyone that i can think of i mean when i went to dance college for a very short time yeah and the people there i mean the teachers were nice the principal was where to the center oh yeah yeah. not um center not studio center but yeah the center called, london yeah. i remember yeah uh it's carrie ann yeah, yeah there. she taught she taught there when i was there and she i've was, taught there once oh have you yeah. you might have taught me no no we're no, the same no, age, yeah, same age yeah. yeah um anyway like but the principal that she was very not nice to me and i think she did it as a motivational thing whatever so that's a whole separate yeah maybe mine was a motivational thing but it didn't feel like yeah no it didn't <laughs> feel like it either and also i didn't give a shit about her so i was like well, fuck you yeah. but um shout out to the center yeah <laughs> thanks yeah <laughs> i mean yo like i think i mean side point on that now let me just say this i think you have to be fucking careful about the way that you think you're motivating people because you can destroy lives with this shit bro she destroyed she used the same method with me yeah and she destroyed my girlfriend she destroyed yeah. half yeah. my year but the ones which i also think she kind of prepared us for the real world because then when i came into the real world and you get cut for an audition because you don't look the part even though you danced there for eight hours i kind of could just go Meh. This is easy. I'm not saying yeah. that is right, but I it made me kind of thick-skinned. Yeah, and and we had the same attitude with a lot of basketball coaches and stuff when I was playing that, you know, this type of thing. But I'm not saying it's the right way. Yeah, but I'm I saying think you got to be careful. I don't say don't do it. I just think you got to be fucking I used I used that well. 
But but this is what I mean, like you used it well. Some other people got broken by it. I had so much support, but yet I still didn't attack all the things I was scared of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then someone else who had loads of support might have made it because of that. Yeah. Like it's then, more down to you, I think. Then though. I also had my family were very supportive. So right. even though I had people in the dance world telling me couldn't, I had my mum going, Yes you fucking can. Right, right. Like right. You know And I guess you? supporting you to come to London and Yeah, stuff literally like that. whatever. Like she'd yeah. be like, You can do anything you want to do. Sick. Like there's no stopping you and she, and she the the best thing she ever instilled with me and still to this day like she's my best friend and my hero That's like so nice. like and genuinely my mum is yeah. my best friend and hi mum hi mum <laughs> love you she would always instilled in me what's the worst case scenario As this a, is true and a lots of people worry about the worst case scenario and she would always go are you gonna die yeah no what's the worst case scenario you yeah. get kicked out of your flat in London what yeah. do you do you come back here yeah where you'd be anyway yeah exactly. and I'd go. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know not everyone's fortunate enough to have that. Do you know what I mean? But like, if you are, but if you are, you should use it. Use it. Like, I, I think this. <laughs> funnily enough, I had the same conversation with my mom at twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, bro, I still <laughs> do now. My okay, mom always yeah. says, if something goes wrong, you know where I am. Yeah, but this was you me can't like pay, you can't pay your tax bill. If I can help, I'll try. Yeah, this was my mom <laughs> like <laughs> thanks, mom. at twenty nine. Me going freelance, going. What am I gonna? Do? She was like, well. Worst case, you have to fucking move back in here, save up, and move back out again. And like, start, figure it out. Yeah, that's what a family. That's what your family's for, right? Exactly. Or get a job. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, that's the other thing. Or know, do something else. Yeah. Same thing you you have been doing all this time is if you need a job, go out, give your CV. She's a gangster, mom. Get a job. And I'd I'd like I'll ring her now. I'd be like I've been rehearsing all week. I haven't had a day off. Da-da. And she'll go, oh, must be hard doing what you love. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being in the mines. And I go. <laughs> All right, I love you. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you just <laughs> like funny. I'll stop moaning to you now. Yeah, you're right. Fucking, I've been dancing in a fucking dance studio with heating all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it's funny. But yeah, man, it's like, it, I mean, and it's different for everyone. Like some people, they genuinely have stuff to risk. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah. that's why I feel so privileged. Of like, oh, I, I kind of feel stupid that I didn't do it earlier. But just like. I have so much like privilege and reason. It's never to too late though, bro. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's my. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like never too late. Some of the dopest people didn't get their breaks until the end. Bro, you, know you don't mean? know how much I'm on Google. Like, okay, mm. Harrison Ford got his break at 30. All right, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, like, yeah, I do. Yeah, that Bill Gates. Well. Like, I'm like looking at like how old people were when they made it. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too bad yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I always do. Always. Yeah. Bro, this has been a fucking pleasure. Oh, we just smashed too, a good actually. hour and 29 minutes oh, and 42 seconds. Hell. I know, Jesus. flow, right? Damn. Sorry to all the hip-hop lovers out there. You're going, Kane's a prick. He doesn't know no, what he's on about. No, definitely not. I, I don't think you said anything that, that I... Otherwise, I would have said it. But I if don't. you disagree, please come on and educate me. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you and tell you I'm right. I want I want to learn and I want to help other people. Learn. And also, if you disagree with Kane, you can come on my podcast and we'll talk about him. Oh, we can do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's plug both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but speaking of that, people, again, they find you on... Um, yeah, on YouTube, the Duke LDN podcast. Uh, my Insta is like the Duke.LDN. Everything's the Duke London LDN. You'll find me yeah. wherever. On Insta, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I kind of kept uh, the branding. Go and check it out, peeps. There's not lots of content yet, but I'm sure there will be. Thank and what's you. on there is dope. I've, lo- I've watched it myself. No. What, didn't watch, I was driving. I listened. Um, <laughs> thank first. you so much for coming on. Oh, bro, I appreciate you uh, having me. Thanks for listening, peeps. If you listen on iTunes, please leave a rating and review. It makes my life incredibly easier um basically if you leave ratings and reviews the higher ratings and reviews i get the higher up in the charts i end up on itunes and then it will be advertised to more people and then it saves me paying for advertising because i'm not doing that anyway um also now once a month i have a competition where if you tag 
three people on my competition post share it on your story and make sure you're following us you'll win a free dance class with a selected teacher i will pay for your dance training so you get the best training you can um so yeah please do that follow me at mr bull change and at the ins and outs underscore i've been with luke it's been dope one love peace we are out boom boom